Hello, Panda Nation. Yes, I've always wanted to say that. This is Deborah here from Panda Rose, and today I have Leah. She is our social media manager. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and we are going to be like everybody else and talk about nothing to do with really tech today, but we are going to talk about the coronavirus. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you. But more specifically, we're going to talk about the today. I am sure you have all noticed that all around the world, toilet paper is flying off the shelves. And we were talking about that this morning, about how bizarre it is that toilet paper is the product of choice when it comes to panic buying. Do you have any ideas why you think people are buying toilet paper of all things? I'm just wondering what started it. Like, where did it blow up, you know? Because you would think that with this kind of a thing, it would be that the first thing to blow up would would have been like hand soap or hand sanitizer or something. But why did toilet paper blow up first? Yeah, you yeah, know, you're right about the hand sanitizer, and it is sold out everywhere. It definitely has gotten there, but it makes me wonder, like, why wasn't that one first and super dramatic as toilet paper has been, right? Yeah, I remember several years ago, my husband was deployed. And uh, we were living in Victoria, and norovirus hit the whole city. Now, it would make sense for toilet paper to be the product of choice in that situation. Everybody got norovirus. Nobody missed it. It it just hit every household, every school, every daycare. My husband got back. We thought, oh, he's dodged it. He got back. You know, I had bleached the whole house. Even my in-laws who came just after my family got over it for Christmas, uh, they they were stuck in a hotel and they got it. Oh. Uh, We thought Joel had dodged it and he got it. Yeah. And his ship, oh, was even, his ship was even late, and he got it. Anyway, you would have thought that toilet paper would have, you know, flown off the shelves for that, but nope. Hmm. Bleach might have, though. <laughs> there was a lot of bleach. Uh, anyway, you know, it, it's funny that I. it must start with one person. You yeah. know, one person starts stockpiling. Or like a big group of people, you know, that... Yeah. And somebody else sees that one person, oh, they're stockpiling. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should stockpile too. Mm-hmm. And and somebody else sees that and it just triggers sort of an avalanche of yeah. toilet paper stockpiling with the exception of a, f- a few people who already have toilet paper or maybe already some have of, their stockpiles. Maybe some of the first people that got coronavirus started, they were just ran out of toilet paper like everyone else went to the store, got it. They're like, oh no, if you get coronavirus, you need to have enough toilet paper for something. And then everyone just went, oh, since they have it and they got toilet paper, maybe we should too. Yeah. I mean, you only really need the, the two or three weeks of toilet paper, I suppose. But you only, you don't... <sighs> Well, Kelly's wife was at Costco today, and she sent a picture of somebody at Costco with, what was it, five of the Costco-sized package of yeah. toilet I don't know how big that family is, <laughs> but I don't think that they're going to need five Costco-sized packages of toilet paper. Talk about bulk. 
yeah. stocking even, up. Even a family of 12 with a one-month quarantine, supposing it were to be that long, you're not going to use five Costco-sized packages of no. toilet paper. You're just not. No. We couldn't find any hand sanitizer, and, and I have three children. They're hey, gross. but you had a really quick solution of how you can make it yourself. Yeah, and I managed to get some alcohol and some aloe and, yeah. and tried that. You know, you just need to make sure that it's, I think it's 60% or higher alcohol. Mm. So the alcohol we got was 99%. Don't try vodka. <laughs> Uh, I read that some people are trying vodka, but I don't think unless it's mm -hmm. unless it's 200 proof or maybe 190 proof, it's not going to be high enough. Uh, you know, unless you just buy alcohol, uh, vodka that's high enough proof, and then you just dip your hands in it. Yeah, that's straight. Because it's got to be it's got to be really high alcohol content. Yeah. So uh, I my son kept asking me all weekend when we were going to make this. And so we finally did it yesterday evening, and ooh, it smelled alcoholy. Ooh, <laughs> it wasn't good. So we made it, and it was really, really runny. So we were trying to figure out uh, what we could do to make it thicker without compromising mm -hmm. the Sanitary. sanitizing. Yeah. yeah, the sanitizing. So I had glycerin that I'd bought for making bubbles, because <laughs> that's what you do when you're a mom added some of that and then I thought later on that actually uh, a good thing to add to it would be lube mm. <laughs> so if you're looking to make your own hand sanitizer consider switching out some of the aloe with lube or glycerin yeah and that can thicken thicken it up a little bit and then I added some lavender essential oils to it to uh, improve the smell so it's it smells a lot like a strong alcohol at first but once the alcohol evaporates it leaves a nice lavender smell. Mmm. Yeah. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Definitely. My kids were pretty happy with it. They're probably going to come home having used up all three ounces of it. Oh, man. During the day. <laughs> knowing them. <laughs> so, yeah. The toilet paper. I think it's just it's probably just an avalanche effect of, yeah. of everything. And it's a little crazy because my husband and I were discussing it last night because we just wanted to buy a regular amount and, mm -hmm. and I had already thought about it and said you know if we were ever in a situation where we needed toilet paper and just didn't have it's not like we don't have washcloths and a washing machine we can do that and the baby has wipes note that wipes aren't selling out baby belt wipes they're not selling out don't flush those by the way do not flush those yeah and apparently you're not supposed to flush Kleenex either I didn't mm. know that but don't flush Kleenex. All right, well, yeah. good to know. <laughs> I mean, if you run out of toilet paper, Kleenex would be your next bet, but... Well, yeah, I've been in that situation on occasion, and I didn't know that till this morning when hmm. somebody said, don't flush Kleenex. Hmm. So something else I was thinking about with all this stockpiling was, like, all, my, all of my family and friends are in Seattle, mm -hmm. which is pretty much the heart of King County where in the United States is where all the the, the coronavirus has really exploded. And I found it really interesting that everybody's going crazy and stockpiling on stuff there because my entire life, I grew up there, my entire life it's been, you've got to be ready for the big one, the big earthquake. Everybody was supposed to have an earthquake kit. And I'm kind of wondering, why are you guys stockpiling? <laughs> 
shouldn't you have already stockpiled everything already? <laughs> You're supposed to be ready for the big one. You guys are supposed to be prepared before us. Yeah, and even here in Alberta, aren't you supposed to be ready for the tornado? Yeah. there's some major tornado, like that huge one that hit... Edmonton and what was like 1984 or something like that. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to always have an emergency kit to, to last you for however long in case electricity and everything is knocked out. And and then there's everybody else who's supposed to be ready for the zombie apocalypse. Right, exactly. Everybody's all, hey, gotta be prepared. I think it's proving that nobody is nobody. prepared <laughs> the way they should be. In a time of crisis. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah, and it's just like the people saying, like, why is everybody, like, going crazy on hand soap? Weren't you washing your hands before? Yeah. Which is not something I've had to worry about because I always buy those. Yeah. I buy the cheap bars of ivory soap and I buy them in a 10 pack. So mm-hmm. we're, I think we're good to go for a long time because those last forever. Those last a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes me wonder if you were to start stockpiling something now, what would you start stockpiling? In preparation for coronavirus or yeah. just... Or the zombie apocalypse. Zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um... Okay, how about a, a want, a need, and something somewhere in between the two? Well, for a zombie apocalypse, if I'm completely secluded from the rest of the earth, I a want would be, okay, I was thinking about it, probably something like creative because I would get really bored, but not I wouldn't be entertained for so long with just movies or whatever. I'd want something like actually creative you know, like some like painting tools or something like that. And then of course your needs would be all of your food. And I would try and go along the more like real foods instead of just a tub of peanut butter. You know, I would try and keep it very like that. It's not gonna, it's not gonna be so you're like- not like me where I'm sitting here <laughs> thinking, Little Debbie Swiss rolls. Yeah, no. Like I have this massive pile of Little Debbie Swiss rolls. <laughs> yeah, I would try and keep it as balanced and like as even as possible so that when the zombies disappeared, <laughs> I would be right back into the swing of things and I wouldn't have to roll out of my bed and <laughs> down into everything. But I don't know about coronavirus just because... The quarantine isn't that bad, right? I don't think so. So I feel like your life would continue pretty normal other than like, well, and we are blessed with technology too that Mm -hmm. we can just FaceTime someone or call them or something like that, that it's relatively easy to stay connected while you're still detached, right? Yeah, it's basically a lot like being a stay-at-home mom. (laughs) Not that you know, but I can tell you. It's basically like being a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. So I feel like in that aspect of it, I probably wouldn't get too lonely. But, and I would just stock up on the regular stuff that you use every day, you know, like your regular food and stuff like that that lasts a bit longer, I guess. You guys could start eating beavers. Ooh, that would not taste very good. Beavers are protected animals. (laughs) Are they really? Mm -hmm. I did not know that. They should not be protected if they're attacking you. Let's see, if I was stocking up for an actual end times apocalypse, mm-hmm. zombies, bunker, yeah, tough, tough call. I'm not sure that I'd worried about toilet paper because would my toilet be working? Oh. I'd want a copper pot still. I was actually looking up the prices of those last night because, uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, I gotta have a 
filtered water and they have to worry about getting filters and replacing filters but if you get a still you don't have to worry about replacing a filter you can just distill your water and then you can also make your own whiskey which is very important <laughs> it has its benefits for each scenario which leads me to my other thing is that i would stockpile irish whiskey oh um, that would be very important to me. I would probably stockpile Little Debbie Swiss Rolls, which would probably be on the lower end of importance, but I'd like to have some anyway. I would probably have to stockpile a large amount of granola bars and multigrain Cheerios to keep my children alive because that's all they eat, plus peanut butter and jam. I would have to figure out a way to build a solar oven so that I could bake bread, so that I could bake my ki- make my kids peanut butter and jam sandwiches because that is the other thing they eat. I think beyond that, that's all we really need, peanut butter and jam. <laughs> I know. I, I was talking with a friend the other day about being stuck in a, in a hurricane some years ago, and I think it was he knew somebody who had stocked up on lots of peanut butter, and apparently that actually is a bad idea because when you get to, you know, like day 15 of eating nothing but peanut butter, things start getting really negative. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a really, really long shelf life, but you don't want to eat peanut butter for days on end. No, probably not. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure even just having it with a piece of bread would be helpful, not just plain peanut butter from the spoon. I don't know. I'd rather eat it from a spoon than on bread. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, man. I love eating peanut butter from the spoon. It's the greatest thing ever. It's got its time and place for me. Sometimes it's just like you crave it, you want it, done. But other times I find it's, well, I guess it's what you're looking for. If you're looking for a bit of substance or just a kind of craving. It's got protein, so it's good for you. But still, it's not something you want to stockpile, except if you have kids. So my question to all of you out there is, what optional things would you stockpile if you had the option? If you had to survive for one year and you had all the essentials stockpiled in in your bunker, what things would you stockpile and why? Okay, thanks for listening. Uh, this was the Panda Podcast. It is recorded right here in our Panda Rose office. Today was Leah Hardham and me, Deborah Mullen, edited by Deborah Mullen. The theme song is by Deborah Mullen. Have a great week. Bye. Wonderful. Wonderful.